What's going on, everybody? I just wanted to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Process Podcast. This one, honestly, one of my favorite ones to date because we talk about something that is very special to me, and that's football. I know a lot of people got their own sports that they love near and dear to their heart, and this man that is on this episode has 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 known me for a long time and has seen me grow into the football lover that I am today. Coach Danny and I get together on this episode, and we talk about a bunch of different topics around the subject of football, such as concussion safety, who's the most talented person he's ever worked with, and he's worked with a lot of people, so you're going to want to hear the answer. We also talk about something that's not talked about too much when it comes to football and when it comes to sports in general, but it's mental health and how that plays a huge role in someone's overall success in the game of football. I hope you guys enjoy. Enjoy the episode, everybody. Thank you. All right, y'all, we're here with another episode of the Process Podcast. And we are out in beautiful Lake Forest. Lake Forest. Lake, Lake Forest, right? And we have a guest today, longtime, longtime friend. <laughs> um, and not just friend, but coach, mentor, great dude overall. Introduce yourself. Uh, Danny Hernandez. I uh, train quarterbacks, coach football. Uh, known you for many many years many many years uh how do how do we know each other uh so i think you were maybe nine ten roughly around there uh coaching you the temple city rams uh organization uh youth football uh ended up coming over there coached you know great group of boys had an amazing time uh over there and got a chance to really watch your journey Coached you, I think, for one, maybe two years, and then you went on to play with my brother's team. My mm-hmm. brother got a chance to coach you uh, throughout, and um, just awesome experience overall, man. And just to give you guys um, a little thing, too, Temple City Rams isn't even a thing anymore. No, <laughs> that's no, that's no. how long ago <laughs> this was. Uh, what do you do? You know what happened with that? Uh, so the organization, uh, after some years, like the numbers really weren't where they needed them to be. Uh, they ended up joining another organization. I think they were trying to get Temple City, Arcadia, and I want to say maybe Duarte or Monrovia yeah, yeah. to try to combine into a, a, an organization. It um, really didn't work out the way they wanted it to, and uh, the program's done now, which is kind of sad, but hopefully at some point it comes back. No, yeah, it's really sad because those were very like transformative years for myself as well as a lot of you know friends that I made over the years, well, you know, yeah. with your son, your nephew, a lot of people that I've just met over time, I'm actually still very cool with, even though I did and go to school um, at Temple City High School yep. or even any of the surrounding areas. Yep. I still kept connections. Like I ended up, Jimbo went to my school uh-huh. for a little bit, you know, yeah. and just at least knowing one person on the football yep. team when I went into high school just made the, a whole difference. No, without a doubt. I mean, you build that community and, you know, have, build those relationships. And it's, I tell the guys, even back then when you guys are young, like you guys are going to have these relationships for a long time. Remember that. Yeah. So um, touching on that, how important do you think? like football is for younger kids growing up 
Uh, for football, it's, I mean, for kids growing up, I think it's huge, you know, because I think, um, you know, are all these guys going to become pros? No, you know, but there's a lot in football that they could end up learning as far as uh, life skills, you know, becoming leaders, becoming better men, you know, and hopefully the stuff that we teach them with that, um, it, it will translate into real life, you know, and uh, that, that's, that's what I feel like I really get out of it. Um, again, if there's a kid that's super talented and we're able to help him, you know, get his education paid for maybe in college, you know, later on and you know god willing he becomes a pro or something like that that's awesome but the reality is the majority of those kids it's not going to happen for them so if they could at least end up getting something from uh that experience that they're going to be able to take uh into real life i think we've done our job 100 percent. and what's crazy too is that a lot of people that play football honestly they play it from for certain reasons that are unknown to even coaches or to anybody else so like um not specifically for me, but a lot of people play because sometimes they're coming from broken homes. Yeah. Sometimes they just need, this is their therapy. Oh, without, without you know? a doubt. You know, it's it, a lot of times it's an escape, you know, and, you know, I did a few interviews, you know, this year just with COVID, you know, and the, and the kids um, not being able to have a season. Sometimes that was their getaway, you know, and us being able to do just training sessions and stuff like that to just kind of add some kind of normalcy, you know, to their life. That, that, that was something that really helped them out. You know, sometimes, like you said, home life might be a little rough and, you know, maybe they don't have those mentors or whatever the case is at home. And, you know, and they're able to have that, you know, the other thing too, is I think what's great about football is it builds that brotherhood, you know, and maybe these guys grow up and they don't actually have brothers at home but they look at these guys like they're they're their brothers they're, they're, it's an extended family um so to have that experience is amazing for these guys yeah and it saves a lot of people from going down the wrong path oh, in a lot of different ways because like you said uh brotherhood is a huge thing in football mm -hmm. uh, a lot of high school football teams they practice and preach that uh, like they're your brothers stand beside them you know you're going into war basically and with a lot of these people a lot they're going into trent the trenches you yep. know like uh not everybody's like you know the star wide receiver not everyone's the star quarterback or the defensive corner who doesn't like to get their hands dirty you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. i think we all know who, yeah, who yeah. We, we all we all have those teammates <laughs> and stuff but those people who are you know those o tackles those d tackles they're doing stuff that could really mess with them for oh, yeah. a long term you know oh yeah but why do you think people do that like why do you think people put themselves in positions to hurt their bodies so like further in life just for a fun time i i think you you feel good when you're part of something yeah. you know and, and i think when you're able to be part of something positive you know and you see the impact that it's making in in, in your life um you know you you want to continue doing it you know and you see the relationships that you're able to build maybe i get along with um these guys in the locker room that maybe i would they, maybe they don't live in my neighborhood mm -hmm. or maybe they don't um you know i don't share classes with them or whatever the case is you know and that's really the only time that you would have had that opportunity to be exposed to different kind of people you know it's like and and that's something that i preach to our kids you know all the time you know it's like we're working with kids from all different kind of you know races and backgrounds and you know family life and different things like that and but once you're on a team you guys all have the same goal it doesn't matter what that background is anymore you know it's like yeah. we're, we're, we're a team together and that's that's pretty cool yeah well so you played football yourself right yes, yes um what was your like growing up how did you view football um like growing up as a kid in high school or anything like that for me you know football you know playing um i had 
had the luxury of, um, uh, of being around some really, really great people, uh, made a lot of really good friends that I'm still friends with to this day. Okay. Uh, I'm over 40 years old and, you know, I'm still friends with those guys and we still go back and laugh about the moments and stuff that we ended up having, you know, uh, playing ball. And the crazy part about it that I always tell people when you're playing ball, you're not always going to remember the games and yeah. what actually happened in the game. You might remember the pizza party that you had after maybe the sleepovers that you had with Shakey's. your buddies, like, yeah, all those kind of things, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you remember those kind of things. So like, to me, that was always something that I enjoyed coaching, you know, don't get me wrong. I want to win games and I'm competitive and everything like that, but I'm hoping that the guys are able to build memories from that. And that's something that I got from it. I uh, was able to build a ton of memories and don't get me wrong. I remember winning games and having some great moments. And I yeah. feel like it was a great base for me that helped me out in, 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 in real life, you know, but, um, you know, I, I take a lot of those fun memories that we ended up having that were technically outside of football, but yeah. with our football boys, you know, that uh, really made everything special. Yeah. And in regards to like winning, right, you're saying like winning isn't everything, all this. Um, and I mean, winning is everything to certain people yes. on certain teams, mm -hmm. because it's crazy when like Temple City, we were all right. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I don't remember winning that much. Yeah. I'm not going yeah. to lie to you. Yeah. And I don't think that had anything to do with coaching. I don't think that had anything to do with, like, the players. It's just we just, we just didn't win that much. Yeah. We were in a competitive league. Yes. And I just remember Rosemead kicked our ass every year. <laughs> Pasadena was fast as hell. Yes. You know, so, um, like, me, I didn't really connect to the winning aspect of it. So yes. when the first time I went to the playoffs was, I don't know if it was last year of Temple City. I don't think it was. I remember um, going to the playoffs in high school. I was wow. like, oh, shit. I'm this like, is like, this is what it feels like to, <laughs> to not be a loser. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. And then we got out like first, second round. And I was mm -hmm. just like, well, this is what I'm used to. Well, you know, I mean, I think with the winning aspect, I remember when we came over and coached uh, Temple City, the one thing that I told the kids is like, I go, for one, Temple City kind of had the nickname of Temple Shitty. You know, was, <laughs> that was the kind of thing. And I remember bringing that up to the kids. I look, we're going to get out of that. All right. We're going to end up being a program that they're going to be able to respect. You guys are going to be able to wear your gear out. And people are going to say, okay, yeah, they got something yeah, going on yeah. over there. I'm not saying we're going to win every game, but it's going to be respectable. You guys are going to know ball. There's going to be some structure and, and, and we're going to be respectable, you know, yeah. and. While we were there at Temple City, I know we were able to beat, you know, teams like Rosemead, Pasadena. I still remember mm -hmm. asking the kids, and the kids kind of said, oh, we automatically lose a Rosemead. We automatically lose a Pasadena. Well, we have, we could beat Arcadia, though. Like, yeah. that's a team we could beat, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like the other crappy team down the road, you know? And it's yeah, like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, guys. We got to change this up, right? Let's have, like, a little bit of sense of pride and know that we could kind of change some things up. And, and I felt like we did that. I felt like we were able to make yeah, that happen yeah, yeah. for the boys. And I remember uh, we beat Montebello one time. Or uh, we – I don't know if we beat them or it was a close game, but uh -huh. even if we lost, and I was like, damn, we put up a fight yes, against Montebello. Yes, yeah. And that was just a crazy thing, and ah, I just, I miss football. Yeah. <laughs> I really, like, you're having me remember so much stuff that I just, I really miss football. Was there anything that stood out to you in your years teaching or uh, coaching at Temple City that you're never going to forget? If there was, like, a certain team, certain player, just, like, a certain uh, game that you'll never forget? I, I think maybe, um, you know, there were, I think beating Pasadena and beating Rosemead mm -hmm. for, for for us was a, was a big deal because I know, me growing up as a kid, I played for Alhambra, and at the time, Alhambra, their rivals were Rosemead. Yeah. So it's like Rosemead was kind of like a hated kind of program. So yeah. to beat Rosemead was uh, really cool. Plus, I still knew a lot of people that were part of the organization, and for them to, you know, they're going to chirp, right, talk a little bit of crap and stuff. And, mm -hmm. and so we're going to try to, you know, hey, well, we're going to put up a fight, man. I'm telling you, we're going to have a pretty decent team. And so when we actually got to the point where we were beating those teams, um, it felt good. It felt good for the boys, man. Like yeah. You could see the pride that guys started having and I was really happy to be able to yeah. help with that.
And your son being a football player himself, how was it kind of like going from like coach mode to dad mode? How did you, how did that go? I always kind of wondered that, that, you know, it was always tough. You know, I think one of the things that, um, coaches will run into is automatically when a coach coach, they al- almost always make their son, the quarterback, you know, and especially having a quarterback background, being a quarterback trainer, I did not want to do that to my kid. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to force the issue. Now, if it was something that for whatever reason, you know, he turned out to be really good at that position or something that he really wanted to do, then that's something that we could have made happen. But the thing was, it's like, look, man, you're just going to end up learning how to play ball over here. He was always on the younger side of the rest of the guys, so smaller too. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, there's things that I want you to learn from from this game. Um, now, the tough part is, you know, when you're a, a, a coach's kid, the game, the practice, whatever it is, doesn't just end at the field. It would be in the car ride too. So yeah. if he struggled, you know, it's unbelievable. We were talking about that, and I always kind of had to put myself in check to not let it carry over too much to the car ride to home, everything life. like that. Yeah, just and just let it be a situation where, hey, dude, you're you, you know left it on the field we're done let's move on you know yeah and football itself in general is a different game than it was 10 5 even like like five years ago you yeah. know um have, what are the differences that you've specifically seen since you've played ball to watching your son play ball to coaching ball right now uh safety you know safety i think is just something that um, has definitely changed. You know, I think back in the day, I, th- I take a look, think about the equipment that we use, you know, it was pretty rough, you know, but that was the best that you had at that time. Now you see all the technology that's came out now to really be able to keep, you know, the guys safe when they play. And it makes sense, you know, because we start looking at all these different injuries, you know, that happen, you know, specifically head injuries, mm-hmm. you know, and now you start saying, okay, we really need to be good with these things because there has to be life after football, yeah. you know? So um, that's a big area that I've seen improvement in. Yeah. And that goes right into me talking about one of the talking points that I had with concussions. Yep. Um, did you ever experience one yourself that you remember to this day? Um, probably. You know, yeah. I think, and, and that's a thing back when we played, it was a thing of you probably had a concussion <laughs> and then we just referred to it as, oh, you got your bell rung, yeah. you know, and just get back in there. And it's like, okay, and you get back in there, you're kind of like, ah, I still feel a little woozy over yeah, here, yeah. you know, but you still continue doing your thing. And I think at the time, too, football, and I think football is always going to obviously have that machismo factor to it, but I think at, at that time, it was always like, like, man, you can't show any weakness. Yep. You, you know, yeah, my head, you know, my arm's falling off right here, but I got to <laughs> suck it up, you know, rub some dirt on it or yeah. whatever the case is, you know. And I think we've gotten to a place now where, you know, we're, we're, we're able to help you know these guys out when they know okay yeah, he's not ready to go anymore yeah. let's give him a break you know the different protocols and stuff that you got to take to make sure that someone if they did get a concussion keep them out of the game yeah you know? yeah 100 percent. and i remember specifically there was one day um i'm not going to name coaches not going to name players names nothing but there was a day where i know that this would just never fly to this day like the coach or whoever would probably just get arrested yeah, if this yeah. happened like i know you could probably come up with something that you would oh, yeah. you've seen or anything like that but there was a day uh, I was probably like 14, nah, probably like 12, like yeah. probably like 10, 11, 12. Yeah. Um, we were at practice. We had a bigger guy. I'll say his name just because it's not going to say anything. His name was Chris. I don't know if you remember Chris. Yes, I do. Yes. Bigger dude running back. Yes. Big guy. Um, and we had another guy. I'm not going to say his name, but he didn't like to hit. Okay. Um, and he just really was just what people would call a pussy. Yeah. You know? And there was one day we were doing Oklahoma's. I think mm-hmm. everyone loved oh, Oklahoma. Yeah. I loved Oklahoma's. Yes. Good times. Oh, yeah. He just got ran over, and the coach was pissed. Uh-huh. He was all like, dude, like hit him yeah you know and he's just like i don't want to and he's like nah see you're not gonna hit him you don't want to this is what we're gonna do they took out the o-line took out the d-line yep. and we had chris we had other guy uh-huh lined up against each other and said chris 
you're gonna run into him until he tackles you yep. and puts you on your back. Yep. And I just remember being on the sideline, and I hated the other guy. Yeah. I remember the whole team. <laughs> the whole team hated the other guy. So they were kind of like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Like, this is going to be fun. Like, Chris, knock his shit. Yeah. Ring his bell. Yeah. You know? And I just remember probably like eight to ten times, yeah. Chris just ran him over flat on his back over and over and over again until he just literally physically couldn't get back up. Oh, that's right. And I remember the coach picked him up, eyes dilated to the yeah. like thing of Mark. Yeah. Like they were so big, and thinking back, like on that, I was like, "Damn, that's low key. Like that would not fly whatsoever no, there's, today." There's no way. There's there's even like old hitting drills that we would do back in the day that you don't do. There's one called I think Bull in the Ring or something like that. Mm, you're pretty much yeah. in the middle, and they call out a number, and you're looking left, yeah. right, and boom, you're getting nailed. You're getting ear holes. Yeah, and if you didn't turn around, oh well, you yeah. know that's on you. You know, and you think about it now, it's like. Wow, you know, yeah. we were really doing those kind of drills or or hitting drills that we were doing from such a long distance. You're letting these guys just go in full, full speed, speed and they go and they hit, you know. And I think one of the things that just kind of it kind of scares me when I see some of the the the, the football practices that are going on, you still get some guys taking that mindset into the game mm-hmm. and you can't man because you know there's th- these little guys are getting hurt yeah. you know from that kind of stuff and and now there's different rules when you end up becoming a coach like I know coaching at the youth level towards the end when I was coaching at the youth level and even at the high school level you have to get certified um, as far to, as far as uh, like a, a certificate for understanding what concussions are mm-hmm. and everything so there's different classes that you have to take you got to go to these different clinics and I think the big focus is you know let's make sure that we keep these guys safe you know, because I'll still see it sometimes, you know, on my social media, I'll see some drill going on. I'm like, man, this, what year is this? <laughs> yeah. you know, I thought, this looks like some 1995 type mm-hmm. stuff. And these guys are still going at it old school because that's what they grew up yeah. with. You know, so that's kind of tough right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, like I just remember like a big thing was how many scratches you can get on your on your helmet. <laughs> exactly. You know, like how much paint you got oh, left yes. at the end of the season. Oh, yes. And if you're hitting right, you shouldn't be getting yes, those. Yes, But right. everyone's like, damn, I chipped off the whole yep. horn, you know? Yep. Like, that's just crazy. A, a big thing that ended up happening, too, that got changed a little bit in the game is keeping the helmet out of the tackle, you know? So there was all these training <laughs> that were going on, teaching people how to properly tackle mm-hmm. without the helmet because people are going in. Head on the football yeah, side. On, yeah. yeah. All that, you know? Know, head down. I mean, just all kinds of craziness, mm-hmm. man. But you're seeing that start to change. You know, it's funny because I remember, like, for, like I uh, I started tackle football first year when I was eight years old. I think that was the youngest that we could play in California. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so 2008, mm-hmm. long time ago, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Wow. I um, damn, it's been that long. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make yeah, you feel yeah, old. Yeah. But I just I made like, myself feel old. Like, you know ow, what I mean? Ow. But yeah, 13 <laughs> years ago, I was taught like. Hit him, oh, hit yeah. him with your head down. Oh, He's yeah. going to be on his back. Oh, yeah. And then I just remember when I turned probably like 11, 12 years old, that's when they started teaching like head on the side. And I was like, yep. this is different. It doesn't feel like I'm tackling him. Yep. Right. And then I realized like, oh, I'm not going to break my neck. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, with going on with everything like this, what do you think the future of football is uh, concussion wise, head wise, safety wise? <sighs> you know, I, I, th- I think there's got to be a balance because again, this is a violent sport. It's mm-hmm. a physical sport. And I think we got to keep that to the point of, you know, knowing that that's what makes this game unique. You know, we can't yeah. get to the point where we're doing two hand touch type stuff, yeah. you know, because other, then just don't play the sport, you know, but um, let's make sure that we're going in the right direction with safety, but still trying to find that balance that we don't completely lose what this game is about. You know, I always hear defensive people, you know, 
complaining, you know, oh, man, the quarterback, you barely touch him and you get a penalty and everything like that. Well, that quarterback being out there, so I was talking in the NFL game here, you know, by him being out there, that's what's going to put people in the seats because people are paying a lot of money to see that guy throw the ball yeah. to everybody else. You yeah. know, So if that guy's getting hurt and he's out, y- your sales are going to go down mm-hmm. and, and it's going to be tough for everybody. You know, so I think that's a big part of why they want to keep the safety part of it, too. And then again, you know, just kind of seeing the things that have happened uh, with players with, you know, again, the, the head injuries and things like that. They want to keep away from that. So I think it's trending in the right direction. So yeah. Hopefully it just keeps going that way. Yeah. And when you're talking about ticket sales and all this, like at the end of the day, football is a business oh, yeah. at whatever oh, yeah. level you're at, you know, every, like every level, every single level, like you're paying to play yep. and you're paying people to you know, set these these things up for you to play to have a good time and oh, yes. for you to have that escape. Oh yes. Um, and the NFL in general, like since I'm not playing anymore, the NFL is my escape now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm playing, uh, I'm playing lacrosse in college. Okay. I don't know if you knew that. Oh no, um, that's pretty cool, man. It's okay. cool. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm having a good time. I just picked that up randomly uh, my junior year of high school. That's cool. Turned out I wasn't too bad at it. Okay. And I'm on the lacrosse team at UC Santa Cruz. Very fun. Great guys. It's a very different vibe though. Okay. I'll say that for so what's sure. What's di- What do you feel that's different from like a lacrosse locker room to like a football locker room. Oh, lacrosse is a white boy sport. Yeah. <laughs> lacrosse is a very... You need, you need some money in this sport. Yes, I do know that. It's yes. a very white boy sport. Yeah. Very uh, preppy sport. And I, uh, I'm... One of the only non-white people on the team. Okay. Um, and I know that they're very clicky. Okay. You know, I will say that. Mm-hmm. At least in, I think in football, you do get your little clicks here and there. Like, sometimes the quarterback's very cool with just a couple wide receivers. And sometimes uh, they're O-linemen for sure. Um, and maybe not not super into, like, the linebackers and all that. Yeah. But with lacrosse they're clicky yeah. like they stick with the people that they knew growing up playing lacrosse you know I what i mean totally, so if you're the totally new guy and you look like me yeah. you know <laughs> I, i'm one of the bigger guys on the team uh-huh. and i'm a darker guy on the team uh-huh. it's just i wasn't you know i had to show them like hey i, I could rough you up yeah like, i'm a football player who became a lacrosse player yeah so my only thing was i didn't know how i don't know how to use a stick the stick is <laughs> the stick's hard yeah you know like I, I use a six foot long stick and I'm supposed to, like, cradle it, throw it. I'm supposed to do all this stuff. I'm just like, hey, they put me in the game to hit people. Yeah. Like, that's all I'm You're doing. You're the enforcer? Yeah, literally. Like, they put me at the position on defense to where I don't touch the ball. Okay. I don't touch the ball unless I hit someone and the ball comes out. Okay. And then I give it to someone really quick. Like- I'm be like, hey, take it. Here you like, go. hot potato. Oh, I, I know how it is. I like um, it. <laughs> but, no, I love lacrosse. Honestly, I, um, I'm trying to get into – Sports agency. Uh, uh-huh. Me and you've talked about oh, that yeah. before, and I honestly think lacrosse is the future of, of one of the newest organized sports, which is the the PLL, okay, uh, the Premier Lacrosse League. I went to the first ever All Star game uh, for this team, which had some of the biggest names in lacrosse, and okay. it was at at LA, the not the Staples Center. I always forget the name of the stadium. Stub-hub? No, it's where uh, the Galaxy plays. You know what I'm talking about? It's not the StubHub? Is that StubHub? Stub I don't know. I could be I wrong. don't know. But yeah. it's wherever Galaxy plays, and they had that. And it was just weird because it wasn't packed at all. Oh, okay. You know? Like, <laughs> I was thinking, like, oh, lacrosse is huge, but it's it's huge to the people that play lacrosse. Yeah. You know? And it's a newer kind of—it's it's actually one of the oldest sports, but it's newer in certain areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know I know a lot of the kids, like I'll train a lot of kids like in the San Diego area, Carlsbad, things like that. And there was a quarterback that I trained, uh, Tyler Buckner, mm-hmm. who's now at Notre Dame. And he 
And I guess the way it works a lot of times with lacrosse, these kids are committed to colleges already by the eighth grade. Yeah. You know, so this kid was committed to Michigan when he was in the eighth grade. That was nuts to me that I ended up wow. like, how does this work? It's like, oh, it, lacrosse is very competitive and they already kind of have an idea when they're in junior high. Yeah. And then he ended up eventually dropping lacrosse because he just turned out to be a really big time football guy. Yeah. And he's at Notre Dame now on scholarship. Yeah, definitely worked out too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, lacrosse doesn't give you as many opportunities as football does. Yeah. In professional and higher level areas you know true um i wanted to get on to the topic of you transitioning from junior all-american coaching and lower level coaching going mm-hmm. into high school and working with nfl people college people like <laughs> how, did, how did that go i mean the transition really was kind of a by chance thing to be honest with you you know it, it was coaching youth ball and then from youth ball um you know, I ended up doing training, you know, on the side. So I was, you know, training kids and started picking up more kids, started having some success with those kids. And then it just kind of turned into a thing of like, okay, I need to just kind of do this full time. Yeah. You know, it really ended up uh, kind of opening up like that, you know, and one of the guys that really helped a lot of that stuff end up happening was a, a quarterback uh, by the name of Bryce Young. So Bryce, you may or may not remember, I would actually take him to Live Oak while practice was going on and we would train over there. You guys would be in your practice. I'd maybe oh. see him there before or after and we do workouts you know there at live oak and he was playing for he's from the Pasadena area and he was playing for a youth organization out over there he eventually ended up playing for the ie ducks which is like the, a national program at the youth level yeah. you know and then i ended up coaching him at cathedral high school when i coached over there for two years he moved on to modern day now he's at alabama you know and just kind of watching the way he evolved and he was getting better and he was getting a lot of attention it started getting a lot of kids to start saying, who's training this kid, you know? So then I started getting people reaching out to me from all over the place, people that I probably wouldn't have trained, you know, in the past, you know, there, there was one point in the Trinity league, which is the top comp, uh, league in the country that I actually trained uh, all but one kid, you know, it's like I had Bryce, DJ, Ryan Halinski, who was at Orange Lutheran, who now, you know, is at Northwestern, DJ's at Clemson, um, you know, geez, I'm drawing blank on a couple of the other guys, you know, that, but th- I had, all these guys and um it just kind of kept on kind of going kind of going kind of going and you know i was fortunate enough to end up uh connecting with a group uh called the qb collective and uh qb collective is a really good group i'm one of uh four other coaches that are non-nfl guys Mm. um that have been able to be you know in the mix with these guys and like we were coaching we're running events and you know Kyle Shanahan's there, you know, McVay, LaFleur, like all these guys are over there. And, you know, sometimes I look back and I think, wow, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, genuinely blessed to be able to do this because I, I, I'm, I don't see it as work. I really don't. You know, like I wake up every morning and I completely look forward to to, to what I'm doing. I've been able to be all over the country. You know, uh, people fly me to different parts of the country to come and train their kids. I have kids come and fly over here. Been able to get connected with a ton of coaches and 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 and, and meet with all these different colleges and help these kids in the recruitment process. I mean, it's just it's been a roller coaster. You know, yeah. and it's just been awesome. And I, I, I mean. I'm very, very thankful, and I'm very blessed. Yeah, like you said, blessed beyond belief. Beyond because belief. I, I mean, like, we lost touch a little bit during my high school mm-hmm. uh, years, and then next thing I know, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this guy got 10,000 <laughs> 10, followers on Instagram, and he's working with Alabama people. Yeah. Because I knew of uh, Bryce Young, like, you know, just because he 
got big when yes. I was in high school. So yes. I was like, oh, who's this young dude who's playing for Modern Day, playing yep. for Cathedral? And I mean, I still followed you on Instagram. You would always hype him up and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, okay, I feel like this guy's going to be something. Yeah. Like, you can just kind of tell. Oh, yeah. Know? No, and, and, and he is. You know, I mean, again, not a physical no brainer, you know, when you end up seeing him, you know, six foot even, you know, on a good day, probably with cleats on, you know, <laughs> but he is, and, and, and we'll take that. Yeah. And, uh, but he's just so dynamic. Um, he's so special. The awesome part about it is, like, I knew because I started working with him, I think it was the sixth grade, and, and I knew even back then that this kid was just a little different, just built a little different and wired a little different than other kids that I've worked with in the past. And it was, it was, it was, it was special to and just see the journey and the way everything's kind of evolved into what it's yeah. evolved into. It's really cool. And since you've known him for so long, did you already just kind of know, like, did, was the mindset just different than other, like, yeah. like people that were his age playing, they're like, oh, I play to play football. Like, yes. I play football. He's like, nah, I'm the shit. Like, yeah. I'm going to be football. And, and there's just a certain kind of look that I think you end up getting out of some of these kids. Like, there's a certain kind of level of they're thinking of the next move already yeah. and you see it in their eyes and he just kind of had that, like, right out of the gate you just knew that he was special That's and you know I would conveniently end up making like I would do training sessions at Cathedral and he would be in the 7th or 8th grade I conveniently end up making our workouts happen when college coaches were going to mm. come and visit our other kids <laughs> at Cathedral yeah, and I'd say hey you know you're going to end up visiting this guy soon yeah, you know yeah. I said oh okay that, you know he was a little guy you know 5'8 maybe at the time or whatever the case was I said look I'm telling you this kid's special they'd see him ripping the ball like okay yeah this kid's good then little by little it's like okay starting to put a little bit more muscle on mm -hmm. he's you know throws are coming out a little bit better you know you see how dynamic he is moving around you know he was uh i remember telling him hey man our goal is going to be to be the top five dual threat in the country you know quarterback then 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 our goal changed to we're trying to be the number one dual threat yeah. and they go, whenever when it was all said and done 24 7 sports ended up ranking him the number one recruit in the entire country all positions so that was really cool to see that happen yeah that's that's fucking awesome it is it and is especially <laughs> knowing that you really you did a lot for that you know what i mean and i'm in, i'm i'm in you're a humble man, uh, 100%. So you don't have to be like, yeah, I did that, you know, because obviously he he's a, a special person. Oh, yeah. Um, but since you've been with such a special individual and other great athletes, you know, I was mm -hmm. going to ask what who do you think was the most just naturally talented? Doesn't have to be a quarterback, just athlete that you've worked with where you're just like, oh, I don't even have to do much, you know? Oh, uh, I mean, that's 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 a tough one. I've, I've been fortunate enough to work with so many good kids, mm -hmm. all different positions. You know, uh, I mean, just talking about special being built different, I'd have to stick with Bryce, yeah. you know, on that. Just like I said before, he was just wired just a little different than everyone else. And the way he moved, I think I think he changed the game, to be honest with you. There's things that he's done in his game that I think so many guys and I watch him. I watch so many other quarterbacks and I could see that they've been watching film on the stuff that he does because mm -hmm. his game really influenced other players like there were different things there were things that he was doing where it was like breaking rules you yeah. know and quarterback rules uh but just getting it done and you said okay well there's some flexibility here that we could have within the quarterback rules uh because this guy's getting it done yeah. so guys started kind of changing their game and kind of evolved you know mm -hmm. by watching them yeah and on the other hand of that was there ever somebody who maybe wasn't like off the bat just like oh you were like oh this guy's it you know like you saw with Bryce but you saw the work ethic you saw him putting in the time like the effort and just training and he ended up being a beast like a stud you I know? got I got two guys you know that I would really that just 
pop off to me right away, you know, with that. I think, you know, one guy is Jake Mayer, you know, and Jake Mayer is a guy who played at St. Paul High School, you know, nothing spectacular. You know, we have a little inside joke that we just say, oh, just a regular guy because you see him walking <laughs> around, just looks like a regular guy. <laughs> then you see him throw the ball. You're like, oh, shit, who is this? You know, like this guy's legit, you yeah. know, and, and he was a guy that always understood. I'm not blessed with all these, you know, amazing physical traits. So I got to be the absolute best version of myself, mm. you know, in this six foot body that I have. And I'm going to hit the weight room. I'm going to do a great job in the film room, raise my football IQ, do all those kind of things. So that's something that he really did. The other guy uh, that I have is a kid by the name of Walker Egit. So Walker Egit's a kid who in the quarterback world, you may or might not, may not know, it's very, very common for quarterbacks to get held back in mm. school, putting themselves in a position that when they graduate, high school to be at least 18 if not 19 years old yeah it's it's the norm in the quarterback world now walker was a kid who didn't do that i first connected with him he was a chubby little freshman you know like nothing spectacular when you ended up seeing him but his level of focus that he had in all the sessions where he would watch the guys that were bigger and better than him and and, and just constantly trying to work on all the little details i mean my thought process was if this kid ends up getting a growth spurt you know and and his body changes a little bit he's gonna be a dude and sure enough i mean he's he's uh about six three two hundred you know now he uh signed with san jose state he's going to san jose and i mean there's gonna be a guy that's gonna be in football practice in college at 17 years old oh, so wow. he didn't go the route of being held back i mean technically where he's at at 17 years old he probably could have get been held back twice because there's guys you know that do that but you know family wasn't thinking that way mm-hmm. he comes from a line of uh, his three brothers you know and they were all able to go division one uh, and it just kind of you know happened which is really cool and and um he's evolved and man i mean the growth that that kid has had and he's going to be a kid that i promise you that you will end up hearing about later walker egit who is going to san jose you guys heard it here first 100 <laughs> i believe you i, I do you I sound passionate that. about oh, it you I'm know yeah. um and that whole aspect of holding back uh people for just gain you yeah. know in general I forgot that people do that. Oh no, it's 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 a it's thing. real, huh? Oh, it, it is I, it is a thing. I remember in high school, I would be like playing against some people. I'm like, this is a grown man. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I would be like 16. I'd be like, dude, are you 22? Yeah, like, 100%. why are you here? You know, yep. kids in the stands. He drove over there. You know, <laughs> buying the beer after the game. All yes. that. Yeah, no, I know. Like there was a. I remember my freshman year. Um, I just oh, will always remember this. It was these guys from Upland. I don't know if they were twins. Do you know who I'm talking about? Because I, I think we played against them when I was at Temple City. I want to say they played for oh, Montebello yes, yes, yeah. uh, or Rosemead. Are you thinking about the Glendora kids? They, oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember okay. playing against them when we were, when, when we were in Temple City, were right? Glendora. Yeah, the twins, right? yeah, we got waxed yeah. up, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I remember. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, I, remember, yeah, I, know you're I just remember about. that because I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, these guys are <laughs> massive. Yeah. And I was still like, I didn't put on any weight. You know what's crazy, yeah. too, is it took me a long time to put on the weight that some people were just gifted with, yeah. you know? Like, I couldn't get over that 165, 170 hump for so long. And I was 6'1 going into into high school. I was, I'll say 6'1. I was 6 foot. Uh-huh. Going into high school, I was tall, but I was 140 pounds. Well, what I was told is that you would still cut the crust off your peanut butter and jelly salad until <laughs> you were about senior. So uh, you, maybe that was it. I don't know. That, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, this guy maybe knows me a it. little too long. <laughs> we're going to have to cut this interview shorter oh, in a second. Um, but out of all the athletes that you've seen, um, obviously, you put um, your guys in you know high regards. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody that you see 
um, I'm not even trying to throw you under the bus and have you say like one specific person. Is there somebody that you see going just farther than everyone else? <sighs> like, like you, you can look at him and be like, this guy, NFL or Hall of Fame, like he's the guy. Or a couple or something like that? I mean, there's a couple guys, you know, that I've been able to work with. You know, you know, Bryce, obviously, big time, you know, name. Yeah. You know, DJ, who's over at Clemson, that's another one. You know, all the physical tools. But when you look at a kid like that, not only does he have all the physical tools, but the fact that he's so humble and knows that there's still so much more room for growth. Mm. Um, that's impressive, you know, because it's gets it's really easy to to listen to the I don't know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand followers that you have on social media. Everyone telling you that you're so great, and on Twitter, it get, it's nuts for these guys. I mean, the fans from these other places are insane, and they're telling them how they're so crazy. And I named my kid after you, and <laughs> blah blah blah. This kid's a nineteen, you know, year old yeah. kid in college, and he's hearing all this kind of stuff. It gets real easy it's to pressure. start believing that stuff, yeah. and 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 but. To be able to still be grounded and say, you know what, I haven't arrived yet. I still got room to grow and I still got to get better in, in, in certain areas of my game. I take a look at a guy like DJ because I have those conversations with him and I say, man, that, that kid gets it. You yeah. know, he gets it. And because not only is he so talented, but he's willing to, to be coached uh, to get better in all these areas. Like, what is his what is his ceiling? Mm-hmm. I don't know what his ceiling is. So that's that's what I get excited about when you see a kid like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you brought a big point that I wasn't even going to touch on, but I have to now. Social media. Oh, yeah. With football and sports in general, what do you think, like, because, I mean, your generation didn't grow up with social media no. in sports, and mine was is, like, the newer one. Yes. You know what I mean? So, like, I just started getting into, like, at, like, 14, 15, 16, it was, like, Twitter was starting to post clips. And I'm like, yeah. oh, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, yeah. And then I'll be like, oh, who's that guy? Yeah. And then I'm like, wait. We're not great. Like, we're not the best team in California at all. (laughs) Like, there's some really good dudes out here, you know? And I didn't even know about Modern Day until I was maybe, like, 16, 17 when when Bryce went there. Yeah. and Or actually, no, it was when that one guy. JT uh, Daniels? Yeah. 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 That's who, that was the first in my oh, yeah. time exposure of it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this guy's sick. And then I was like, oh, he's going to USC. Well, I mean, I think social media completely changed the game. And I was totally late to the party when it came to social media. <laughs> like, I was not a, you know, people grew up with MySpace and did Facebook and did all of these. I did none of those. Like, I never had it. I was not a fan of any kind of social media. I was doing the training stuff. And as I'm training, I would always have the guys like, Oh, what's your handle? What's your at? What's your blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what are, what are they even talking about? You know, like, they're like, uh, Hey coach, you may want to get an Instagram. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't believe in all that. stuff. So they're like, no, trust me. You want to get on social media because now you can connect with other people. Yeah. And, and honestly, it was the best thing that I, that, that I could have done because it ended up, um, adding obviously a lot of business for me ended up going on Twitter, going on Instagram, made a website, started doing these things. And, and, and it did a lot of things, you know, uh, for me personally, then I ended up seeing all the stuff that I was able to do for players, you know, and mm-hmm. players are really able to help themselves out there's pros and cons to it you know because on one end a kid could really help himself out by getting that exposure that maybe um, maybe he's at a school where there's not a lot of coaches that come and visit Mm -hmm. but if he's out there in in social media world and he's posting the videos and doing I was like yeah "Yeah, coach might say hey man you know I'm interested in that kid because Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the videos and stuff that are being put out there the other tough part though on the social media side is there's so much pressure for these kids because you end up going on and you see this kid posting that he just got offered and this other kid that got offered and it starts seeming so easy you know so now you start kind of second guessing yourself you say Mm -hmm. what am I doing wrong Mm -hmm. because you know little Timmy over down the road is picking (laughs) up you know offer after offer after offer and I'm working my balls off over here and nothing's happening for me so now you start thinking there's 
something wrong with me. And so that pressure is tough. You know, like I, I've, I didn't have them today, but I have a, a, a woman that comes out and helps out our, our boys. And we start talking about anxiety and start talking about different pressures and start talking about, um, you know, being able to uh, worry about the stuff that we're able to control, you know, not getting caught up in all the outside noise, you know, and a lot of the outside noise is a lot of that social media stuff. And yeah. that's, that's tough for a young kid, man. You know, it's like you, you talk about, you know, girls that go through all the different things with, you know, body shaming and different things like that. Well, boys go through a lot of that stuff. of kind of seeing like, man, am I big enough? Am I strong enough? Am I, am I getting, am I, am I moving at the right pace that I'm supposed to be yeah. moving at here to get, get that scholarship that I want or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. And, and it's, it's tricky. It could be tricky at times. Yeah. And that's one big thing with, uh, like you were talking about, like just in general mental health to yeah. just put it all in oh, one, yeah. one word oh, yeah. is men aren't taught to really think about that. No. Like I'd never heard the words. I've said this in another episode. I've never heard the words mental health before I went to college. Yep. And that was just because Santa Cruz is a very hippie area. (laughs) And they're just like, hey, your chakras are unaligned, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right, (laughs) dude. Yeah. Yeah. So um and like personally I I didn't even think about it until you're talking about it right now. But very much so was going into so like I had the illusion that I wanted to be a, a next level football player, yeah. right? Because I was taller and I was like, if I put on weight, I think I could be pretty yeah. good. And I had a couple coaches at my football school uh, or at my school that were like, oh, you can make it if you just put in the work, do this. Yep. And then it got to the point where you're, you said, like, you start seeing people post these offers. And mm-hmm. it, like, for me personally, it was just like, damn. Yeah. I was like, I don't got this yeah. at all. I don't, I don't even have, like, the one thing that really got me good and feeling good was my uh, my first letter from uh, the NCAA. Okay. I got a, I got a letter from the NCAA saying that I'm on the national recruiting list for my senior year. Okay. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. I was like, that's big time, yeah. you know? And did a couple push-ups right yeah, now. Yeah, I, like, I was like, hold on. I can hit a plate right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, let's do you this. Know? Um, but then like going into that same year, you know, seeing all the success that like we had a big time quarterback at our school. Mm-hmm. Love him to death. Great guy, you know? But just seeing the stuff that his success was unnerving for a lot of other people. Yeah. Just because, like, oh, shit, I'm never going to be that good. Yeah. I'm never going to be the guy who's been on varsity since freshman year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it sucks that your mindset just naturally goes there yeah. when you want to be uplifting to your teammate. Yeah. You want to be uplifting to yourself. Be like, oh, if I could work this hard, I could get there, too. Without a doubt. But, you know, just and the it, way the table turns, you know? And I think a big thing that we try to push on their kids, that, and I've tried to take it in my own personal life, is really try to be present. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't don't start worrying about this, 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 and this. Yeah. Like just be present, enjoy that moment, you know, because I used to deal with that even coaching kids at Cathedral. So I'm coaching kids at Cathedral and you have X amount of kids that are there, they have division one scholarships. Mm-hmm. Then you have X amount of kids that that's it. They're that they're gonna be done after those those four years. Yeah. So you would see sometimes kids where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no big deal, save my body, because my real seat starts my real season starts when I get to college next year, yeah. whatever the case is like. But now I would have that conversation with those guys saying, Yeah, man, but you need to give your all for this guy that this is it this is it he's not yeah. playing anymore you know so be able to have that balance because everybody's going to have a different path but yet they're all blended in together mm-hmm. you know and that's kind of tricky sometimes yeah and it's honestly like i think it takes a lot for a high school student to admit to themselves like i'm done after yeah. the season no it is like i remember the real just like when it clicked in my head where I'm like, wow, like I'm done because yeah. there, there came to a point where my senior season, it, I, it got fucked for yeah. me. Like it got real fucked. I, to, I hate, I hated my coach. I'll just say that. <laughs> I don't care. A lot of people didn't like this coach. Yeah. I didn't like him. 
because I feel like he was very petty. Yeah. And we got into an argument after my first game, and then he decided to bench me the rest uh. of the season. And he decided to, he's all like, oh, you, we want to do it this way? Because I, I got, I remember, I'll never forget, this, I got a tackle, but I went into the gap that he didn't want me to go because it was, it, it got, like, in-game decisions, yeah. they're a little different than how plays are drawn. Yes. Up. But he was very adamant, like, if you don't do exactly how I wrote it up, yeah. you will not play for me. Yeah. And I was like, sir, the way you, I told him this, it wasn't a right thing to do, especially as a 17-year-old and who's, you know, talking to authority. I was like, the way you threw it up was trash yeah. I'm like it's not gonna work that way yeah. like I'm sorry and you know me I would get like frustrated sometimes yeah. so I was really upset about it I'm like if you don't want me to do it I'm, I'm, I'm I told him I'm never gonna do it the way you do it yeah. because it just doesn't work yeah. I'm like I'm sorry I have the other coaches telling me to do this because they know your way doesn't yeah. work he didn't like that Yeah, understandable Yeah, and he said you know what you're a special team player now so I played all special teams. I didn't have enough film to go to college. Honestly, I think it was a blessing in disguise. I've had too many concussions. I'm fine. You know, my mm-hmm. head hurts if I get up fast enough. You know, <laughs> so and, and and that's tough. You know, I mean, and and I've been on both ends of that. You know, I've been on the end of being a player and feeling exactly how you felt and saying this is bullshit mm-hmm. that they're telling me this. And then I've also been in a position where I'm trying to give a certain player direction. Mm-hmm. And how is he taking that direction? Is he going this way or is he going that way with it? You know, I posted something on my Instagram. You know, uh, yesterday on one of my kids, Jake Garcia, who's a true freshman, are now playing at Miami. Mm. And the play, normally I'll post stuff on guys obviously posting the good stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. But the play that I ended up posting was the coach absolutely ripping the shit out of him. Oof. He's just yelling at him and he's in his face, mm-hmm. telling him, I'm sure, some bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the good part that I loved about it, because I talked to our kids about this all the time, is the body language and demeanor that he had as he was getting scolded. He could have easily put his head down, like, I don't yeah. want to hear this, fought back with him, but he took it. He took the took, took the scolding that he ended up getting, and then it, now and then and it, it it allowed the coach I think to kind of calm down because mm. he seen that he was giving him icon, he wasn't fighting him back or anything. Then the coach kind of calmed down, mm-hmm. and then at one point uh, in there, Jake ends up patting the coach on the back like, "Coach, we're good. Let's yeah. get let's get on to the next thing that we got. No need to dwell. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next thing." And uh, I thought that was great. That 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 was very mature, mm-hmm. you know, for a true freshman in college playing at that high level. Yeah. And my and he balled out in his spring game. It was awesome. But I felt like that was a good coaching point to. Put for all my younger guys to be able to see and hopefully learn from. See, and I think you need to have the history with the coach to to get that response. That's true. That's the thing. Because, like, with this coach that I'm talking about right now, he was just not nice to anyone, yeah. you yeah. know? And a lot of people, even, like, older people, yeah. like, older coaches did not appreciate yeah. the way he coached. Oh, I believe and it. I, I, I've had I think, those before. <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm saying. So if he gave the, like, persona of being a nicer guy and he just happened to blow up on me yeah. off of something, then I would probably have been like, all right. Yeah. Be like, you know, but when you're giving certain thing all the time, you're going to be like, no, nah, fuck you. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Like, no, I'm feel, over it. I feel you. And then um, when I was talking about how it's like a clicking point for some people, um, I just think that when you're in a uh, senior in high school going into your last season, you could either be like, I'm going to ball out since this is my last year, or mm-hmm. you can be like, what's the point? Yeah. You know, I've seen both. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and it's, and it's tough, you know, because you're expecting so much out of that guy, but he's kind of mentally checked out already. Yeah. He's kind of over it. You yeah. Know? It's like, and it happens. It yeah. does happen. Especially if you're having a losing season. Oh yeah. You're just like, there's what, like what, there's nothing going to happen yep. off of this. Yep. And coming to the end of the episode, I wanted to see what advice you had for not just quarterbacks, but anybody uh, that's playing high school ball, youth ball, college, NFL, any of the, you have any advice that they need to definitely hear? 
I think a couple things. Um, first off, when you're playing, again, try to be present, be in the moment, enjoy all of it. You know, like it, it's not only about the wins and losses, what your stat line was after the game. You know, hopefully you put yourself in a position where you do feel like you're part of a brotherhood, where you do feel um, like those are guys that you could count on later on in life, you know, and, and hopefully you guys could pick up those kind of relationships with those guys, you know, but, but make the effort to do it. You know, like I tell my quarterbacks all the time, if you have a game and you don't get sacked, you know the whole game you better buy your offensive line some breakfast burritos or something yeah. by the next day like show those guys some love you know mm -hmm. be able to do that be able to connect with people i think that's really important i think um you know again see the the be able to look inside of the game and see what you could take from the game that's going to help you for later on in life you know leadership you know mentorship you know whatever it is that you could end up picking up from that uh, I think that's huge you know and if there's stuff um, where you genuinely feel that you're a next level player um, you know make sure you're smart about the things that you're doing don't mm -hmm. post stupid stuff on social media you know um, make sure that you always know that all eyes are on you you know I mean there's guys that are talking about oh man I'm being slept on coaches are offering me then i end up finding out they got a 1.8 gpa it's like come on man don't 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 give me that yeah. you know or you end up seeing them and they're an asshole you know during a game when a coach you know they're over here yelling and throwing their helmet and doing i don't know what and i don't know why a college doesn't give me a chance well that's why a college doesn't give you a chance yeah so just you know those kind of things you know i think they you know they, they, they could be helpful for you you know to get the most out of the game yeah and like you said you can't hide nothing can't, nowadays no, no you nothing can't nothing at all you can't you cannot yeah you post something 10 years ago it's getting popped up yeah you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the last thing I was going to say, advice for people in, because this is the process uh, podcast. That's uh, The name is the game. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? For you and the other trainers and coaches, what do you see for you being the next step? Uh, the next step is just like for me as a trainer is like I always want to evolve and be able to be a one-stop shop for the kids that I work with. You know, kids know that they're able to come to me and you know we're going to obviously get the training portion we're going to get the mental side of it you know we're going to end up getting the recruitment side of it you know it's like and now with the nfl connections that i've been able to make you know through qb collective you know is i'm hoping i'm able to add that aspect to it so now like i have kids like for example a kid like a malik murphy you know who's committed to texas you know he's a junior in high school right now at sarah high school he's committed to texas he's a kid i've been working with since the fourth grade you know and so so that process i mean for me it feels great to have a kid like that to be able to work with from the fourth grade, help him through his, his youth, help him through his high school, train him and everything through college, and then prep him and everything for the NFL. Like, that's going to be an awesome feeling when it comes down to that day when he is getting drafted, because I genuinely believe that that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. um, and that's exciting. You know, I mean, I'm, this week, I'm going I'm to be in Texas, actually, with him this week. We're going to the spring game, um, you know, and just enjoying that whole experience and being able to do that. Um, I, 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 I've been loving that, and I'm hoping that I get to continue, you know, Know, handling all those parts you know for these guys yeah well i'm glad i caught you before you're gone so, you know, <laughs> yeah. so uh, but i just wanted to say thank you for coming on the episode oh, no problem, honestly man. like no problem, no problem. It's, it's been fun just you yeah. know going back no, and forth and is. reminiscing because i is. forgot a lot of the yeah, stuff that yeah. we talked about today <laughs> um but yeah thank you man and i appreciate everything no, no doubt man. honestly i'll good see stuff. you i'll see you again sometime sounds for sure. good man good stuff thank you <laughs>